Grace and peace are yours in abundance through your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us on this first Sunday of Lent comes from the Gospel of Mark in the first chapter. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is God's word. The joy of Christmas has come and gone. The arrival announced by Epiphany has been acknowledged. It is now Lent. Time to go to work. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus has his eyes locked on what we might call salvation road. Every step from here on out goes to one place. His cross. This champion must start his race from the beginning, from where Adam failed, from where Israel failed. He is our last hope. He has to do it right. So, he enters baptismal waters and gets covered What is it that covers him? It's not just river water. It's sin. Human sin. He's like a sponge coming up from the waters of the Jordan. But what's amazing is that the Father is still pleased. Jesus sees heaven torn open, the Spirit descending, the voice of his Father proclaims, that love is still the foundation of this relationship. What a boost. What an endorsement there at the riverbank. We can imagine an empowered Jesus standing there with John the baptizer, ready for whatever comes next. Which would be ideal. Because what comes next is anything but pleasant. Mark tells us that the Spirit immediately throws Jesus out into the wilderness. It sounds violent, and it is. The Gospel of Mark describes Jesus being cast out of the promised land, kicked out, 
for what he now carries, Israel's sin. He is Israel condensed to one man. And so he is driven away into the wilderness as if he is the one with the problem of disobedience and doubt. God had made his people Israel in the same desert, bringing them through the waters of the Red Sea to the holy mountain where he declared them to be his own and promised to provide for them. But even when he gave them bread every day and sheltered them from the heat with their own personal cloud, they grumbled against him and put their trust in other things. The only grumbling Jesus has is in his stomach to the point that he might die. He has to trust where Israel did not. Even more so, he has to make up for their rejection. He has to do it without all of the perks that they enjoyed. And so his stomach throbs. Days pass. I don't know if you've gone a whole day without food or two or three or four. How are we to understand 40 days? Jesus was hungry to the point where his body would have started consuming itself to survive, burning fat, burning muscle. But it's, it's far more than hunger that he's facing out there, isn't it? Yeah, the hot desert sun glares down on him. Not a tree, no shelter, nothing but dry, dusty, loneliness, rugged, rocky, empty, and lifeless. He is the true Israel reduced to one man. He is the new Adam. He is the one born to crush the serpent's head. The Scriptures from beginning to end are funneling into this man. And at that very moment, his sworn enemy is doing everything in his power to get Jesus to think about himself first, to serve himself, to avoid this pain and suffering. The other Gospel writers describe it. Make some bread, Jesus. Use all your power, Jesus. Skip the cross, Jesus. Go right to the throne. What's the problem? What's the harm in that? Satan is crafty. But he will not prevent Jesus from doing a new thing through all of this. He cannot stop obedience born of love. Do you need the new thing? that Jesus is doing? Do you need some peace? Do you need rest of the soul? Look carefully into Mark 1. Jesus 
is doing it. He is the new relationship. He will not mess up on the way to the cross. He will not try to wriggle out from under the mission that he's been baptized into. He does what Adam could not. He does what Israel could not. He does what we could not. He stands in the face of temptation and the devil fails and the devil flees. Now look what happens next. Did you notice in Mark, for whatever reason, he records in his account of the temptation and Jesus' withstanding of the temptation, wild animals arrive at the place of Jesus' victory and peace. Wild animals, the the ones made dangerous by Adam's The ones that you would never want to be staring down out there in the wilderness, but look at them with him. Their wildness is calmed. The peace that passes all understanding is there with them in the flesh. And heaven and nature sing. Interesting. Even these wild animals have found peace at his side. It is a beautiful picture. Our battle-weary Lord sitting on a rock with the animals approaching him, restored to the peace of Eden. And if Jesus can do that for them, do you see? He can calm you. He can tame the parts of you that still run wild? And did you notice who else is there with them? The holy angels in the desert with the wild animals. What are they doing there? Mark tells us, serving Jesus. Ministering to Him. He has brought the high ministry of the holy ones down to the lifeless of the desert. His obedience brings heaven down to all the lifeless places in the world around us, all the wildernesses. He's doing it again today, this bringing of heaven down to earth. It's what we are doing here right now with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. Jesus brings heavenly service to the wilderness as He speaks to us through His Word. Jesus Himself provides heavenly service here at His table, our oasis in the middle of the wilderness. This Jesus comes to heal your pain, your brokenness, your guilt, by uniting it with Himself. Uniting you with His own person. There's only one question, and that is, will you give your brokenness, will you give your guilt, your pain, to Him to carry? 
He is baptized for you, withstood every temptation for you. He is punished for you. He is raised to life for you. All of it for you as your substitute, standing in your place. When you trust that Jesus did this all for you, all of your desperate striving to justify yourself can finally be calmed. He brings heaven to earth to heal you in this present moment and also as a preview of what lies ahead. Receive His grace. Receive His forgiving love. Receive the life of Jesus who is with you through water, through wilderness, and on to the life of the world to come. Let us pray. O Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek in deed and word, You suffered death to save us, because Your love would have us be heirs of heavenly gladness when ends this life of sadness. So be it then, I say, with all my heart each day. Dear Lord, we all adore You. We sing for joy before You. Guide us while here we wander until we praise You yonder. Amen.